Good morning, St. James. Uh, let's start by praying. Father God, thank you so much for your great love for us. We thank you that you meet us whenever we draw close to you. And we ask that you fill us again with your Holy Spirit. That we might hear your voice speaking to our hearts through your holy word. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, to begin with, let's read our reading from Exodus chapter 17, verses 8 to 13. While the people of Israel were still at Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, Choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill, holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron and Hur climbed to the top of a nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. Whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired that he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, uh, the sharper eyed or eared among you will notice that this is the same Old Testament reading uh, as the one that uh, Ali preached on last week. And there is a reason for that. This is a passage that God has put on our hearts uh, and highlighted something that is key for St. James uh, at this season in our life together. And so last week, uh, Ali set the scene and she talked about how uh, Amalek is descended from Esau, just as uh, the people of Israel are descended from Jacob, Jacob and Esau being the twins who fought and Jacob stole Esau's birthright. Uh, and there is bad blood between these two groups. Uh, and that this passage shows the people of Israel working together. It shows the different, um, the different roles that people had uh, and how the different roles were necessary uh, to defeat Amalek. So you have Joshua the warrior. He chooses the fighting men. He goes in and he he fights. Uh, Aaron, uh, he is the supporter. He is up the hill with Moses, but his role is to just is to support Moses to help Moses uh, fulfil his Moses's role. And Moses stands there with the staff of God raised, his hands up in prayer. And for as long as Moses is able to hold his arms up, then the Joshua is winning. Joshua has the advantage over his opponents. But of course, we see that Moses is old at this point. His arms are tired. And so actually his arms drop and Joshua loses that advantage until Aaron and Hur, they hold Moses' arms up <clears throat> and they support Moses uh, in his prayer, in his leadership. And the victory is won. And so uh, this week, we want to talk about what are these roles? Uh, what does that mean? Now, uh, last week, Reverend Ali talked about the fact that each role is distinct. 
uh, and that each person needs to do their role. Uh, and it did make me uh, think uh, of an example, a traumatic experience from my youth, uh, which is playing football in the playground at school. Uh, we played and obviously everyone competes, particularly the boys, uh, as to who was the best. Uh, there was a boy called Lee Smith who clearly was the best. He was better than all of us at football. But the problem came with a rule that is developed from being in the playground. The rule is called rush goalie. Uh, and this is it was a rule developed to make sure that everyone got a chance to play out on the, the field. They didn't have to just stay in goal. And it meant that the goalkeeper could shout, rush goalie, and steam forward and take the ball and be part of things up the pitch. Now, if that's coordinated and organised, someone else fills in, uh, everything is fine. But Lee Smith, he would put himself in goal because he was better than us at being in goal. Uh, and we would concede fewer goals with him in goal. But he would also get frustrated watching us uh, mess up what we were doing further up the pitch. And so he would occasionally just shout, rush goalie! and sprint forward, taking the ball sometimes off one of us, let alone the opposing team. And he would go with his spins and his tricks and his flicks. And occasionally he would score a fantastic goal. More often than not, he would overreach and try something too fancy, lose the ball, and the other team would just simply kick it to our open, unprotected net, and we would be another goal behind. Now, for that to happen once, you think, OK, well, that's a, a learning experience. Lee would do this about every minute that we played in the playground. Um, and whatever we said to him, well, however much we complained, he couldn't help himself. Uh, he'd get so frustrated at our ineptitude, he literally had to come out of goal and take over, even though that left us unprotected. Now, uh, Ali said last week, imagine if Aaron and her, watching the battle whilst holding Moses' arms, said, do you know what? They could use an extra couple of fighters, couldn't they? And left Moses to pray and just ran down to join the battle. Moses wouldn't have held his arms up. His arms would have dropped. The battle would have been lost. Uh, if Joshua had gone, do you know what? I've been doing this fighting a lot. I need to go and pray. I should be having that older statesman role, I need to go and do that, and left the fighters, not led the fighters on the battlefield, again, the fight would have been lost. Moses, who's led everything from the front, if he'd gone, Aaron and her can hold the staff for a bit, I'm going to go and I'm going to join in, it, it wouldn't have worked. That was Moses' staff, that was Moses' responsibility. And so each had to stay where they were and do their role. But what is that role? Well, again, Ali said something last week about Moses' role, about Moses' uh, calling as the leader of Israel. He held up the staff, the staff that parted the Red Sea, the staff that became a snake uh, and that struck the water of the Nile into blood during the plagues against Egypt. The staff that struck the rock and caused water to pour out when they're in the wilderness. So this staff is literally a sign of all of God's power, God's presence with them uh, and God's 
activity amongst the people of Israel. People look at the staff and they see God's power. They see God's presence among them and they are encouraged. They are strengthened. They are um, just reminded that it's not them who is doing this, but God is doing it through them and around them. And so Moses' role is to hold that up where it can be seen. To remind everyone of what God has done amongst them, uh, of how God has blessed them and what God has promised to continue doing amongst them. So let's translate that to St. James. Where has God been at work at St. James? So we have uh, our Bible passages from the past. We've God has talked to us through uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 to 24. Uh, God has spoken to us through uh, the theology of the Holy Trinity about being different but equal and being called to honour and lift up one another. God has spoken to us since before Ali and I came about having a heart for children and young people, about needing to reach out to our neighbours even when they are different from us and they're a group that's come from, from a different place. And so there are people at St. James and they have this Moses role where actually people will call them up. And I know they do to say, what what happened before? What do we do now? There are people who will uh, call me or take me to one side when they are at church and say, uh, Steve, when I was praying, this came to mind. And they'll hand things to me that they feel that God has said to them, which follow uh, what God has said in the past and which flow out of their relationship with God, which has been nurtured over so many years. And that is such a valuable ministry. Um, Someone who has been here uh, a lot of years, uh, when John Root left, was asked by the uh, the bishop, then Bishop of London, Richard Charters, um, if they would be part of selecting the new vicar. And the reply was, no, no, no there are there are younger people to do that. Uh, and he said, well, but you can stop them from reinventing the wheel. And so there is something for us as a church where we need that sense of our history, that sense of what God has done in us and around us, uh, and where God is, where God has been taking us, because that helps us understand where God is taking us next. So our God doesn't flip-flop, our God doesn't U-turn. The next step for St. James will flow from things that happened before, what God has said to us before, the values, uh, the way God has worked amongst us before. Now that's not to say God calls us to do what we did before. That's not saying we have to repeat the past. It's saying we have to remember what God has said. And let that inform what we do now. So uh, St. James, we need the Moses role. We need that. It's not just one person. That can be uh, several people who are in that place uh, who have that calling. But Moses needs held up. Moses needs supported. And so you have Aaron and her. And Aaron and her, they have that, um, it's almost a, it's a priestly role, 
but it's quite a practical role. Um, they literally see that Moses uh, is struggling. They see that Moses' hands are weakening and dropping and the battle is going badly. And so they do something very, very practical. They find a rock, stick it under Moses, sit Moses down and then stand either side of him and they just hold his hand up. Neither of them are trying to be Moses. They are simply enabling Moses to be Moses in a way that will help those who are fighting at the bottom of the hill. And so for St. James, what does that look like? Well, the Aaron role is quite a practical role. The Aaron role is one of looking and saying, what, what needs to happen? What do we need? What resources are needed? What, um, what needs to move so that people are able to do what God has called them to do? How are we enabling people to pray? And so it's less about um, making things happen and more about facilitating it, more about making it possible, seeing what the struggle is. So then Aaron and her are looking down the hill. They're watching the battle, but they're not fighting it. But they are making sure things change, things move so that God's work can be done, so that people are encouraged, so that Moses can pray and Joshua and everyone else can see the staff, be reminded of God's power and God's strength and their history together. And they can fight as they are called to fight. So, you know, that means things like organising motors. Uh, It means making sure people are visited. Uh, It means um, creating opportunities for people to use the gifts that they have, identifying who has abilities, who has gifts that they're not using and why aren't they using them? How can they be brought in to be be, being part of what God is doing uh, in our church? Again, it's Aaron was the from the priesthood appointed by God as a priest and his descendants after him. But that doesn't mean that's the role for the vicars. It it describes some of the work that Ali and I do. But actually, it's a role that uh, people do within our different congregations. There are people who are hands on who are saying this needs to happen. These people are missing out. Or if we had X and this would bless Y. And that is such an important ministry because it's about looking overlooking everyone and saying what's going on where is the fight struggling where do we need help and then making it happen and so without that ministry you don't have the prayer effectively supporting those who are fighting you don't have the resources directed where they are needed so that is the Aaron and her role And then you have Joshua, Uh, Joshua uh, and the fighting men who've been chosen, the ones who are actually getting their hands dirty uh, and got swords in hand and and they are they are scrapping. They're fighting for their lives. And in some ways. That's hard to say. So what is that role at St. James? What does that look like? What's when we say someone is a is a Joshua, someone is a, a fighting person? 
what does that look like? Well, the church worldwide has talked about uh, the kingdom of God, the mission of God, uh, having different outworkings. Uh, and they could talk about the five marks of mission. Um, and they always, people always try and find nice acronyms and ways of remembering it. They talk about telling, teaching, tending, transforming and treasuring. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll explain those a little bit more. So telling, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, actual evangelism, going and talking about Jesus, about who Jesus is and what Jesus means for people, calling people to repentance, calling people to faith in Jesus as the only way to the Father. Then secondly, there is teaching. The people of God are called to baptise and nurture new believers, to teach other people, to show them uh, how to engage with the Bible, to teach them how to pray and help them grow in their fledgling faith. Thirdly, tending. That is That means responding to the needs of the people around us by loving service, showing uh, the love of God in practical ways, whether that's the food bank, whether that's teaching English, whether that's toddler groups, uh, stay and play, uh, whether it's um, cleaning up Mount Pleasant open space or the canals or other parts of our parish. Um, that is mission. That is showing God's love in action. Fourth thing to talk about transforming. That is challenging injustice, changing the structures here in society that are oppressing people, that are uh, unfairly discriminating against one group rather than another. And so we know that at St James we have prayed for people who've been part of a union at their work, who've been standing up for those who've been bullied or who've been unfairly treated or discriminated against for one reason or another. And that is God's mission. That is showing the love and justice of God for all people equally by the way that we seek to make things um, as God would have them. And then finally, treasuring. That is about treasuring God's creation. That's about caring for the world God has put us in. So that is about you know, gardening in Mount Pleasant. It's about recycling. It's about stopping fly tipping. It's about uh, a whole range of things challenging uh, the government on climate change uh, and various measures in terms of around pollution and whatever else that uh, sometimes governments are less worried about because, well, it's expensive, isn't it? That is, again, is missional because it shows that our creation is good and we are called to care for it. So when we talk about being a Joshua, we're talking about being someone who evangelises or being someone who teaches new believers or being someone who serves other people, serves the needs of the community or someone who is challenging injustice or someone who is safeguarding and stewarding creation uh, in whichever way that comes up. Now, when you highlight those five different things, it's clear that we need a lot of Joshua's. That's where the action is. That's where the church should be, is doing these things. Now, the challenge for the Church of England more widely is to be doing these things, not just the vicars doing these things, but all of us. 
amongst us there will be different passions different things that make our hearts sing make us go that's what i need to do and if you've got something in you when i've talked about um nurturing new believers or about challenging uh, unjust structures and your heart goes yes that's what we should be doing well then i'd suggest that's god's call in your heart so the question is what are you doing about it and actually um if you don't have the resources you need to do it then you need to tell us as a church we need to know so that people who are in that Aaron and her role they can try and connect that up with our prayer life with the resources we have as a church so that you are supported and encouraged in what you are doing just like in our football match you can't if you have a call it will be ineffective for you to force yourself to take on a different role god has made you a certain way he's given you certain gifts he's given you certain things that for you are exciting and so that is that's god given and that is for you denying that and saying no no i'd rather be up the hill thanks um or denying that your call is to pray and make and just bless those who are now doing the work if that's your call say no 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 no, no. i've got lots i want to do i want to be i need to be active i need to be out there doing it well if god's calling you to stand up and pray that's where his holy spirit's going to be active that's where he's going to be with you in and so are you just going to frustrate yourself in trying to be a Joshua when God has called you to be a Moses? And actually, if something's on your heart and you look at church, and you go, we are not doing this. Church should be more involved in uh, doing practical things for people or church should be engaged in um Black Lives Matter, church should be doing more and it frustrates you that we're not doing more. That is a sign that you need to step up and lead us in this. Joshua selected the fighting men. He called the band together and he went into battle against Amalek. So if something's on your heart, look for those around who share your passion. Talk to other people in your congregation, in your network and see who else has this see if anyone knows actually someone else from church who you don't know but they were talking about a similar thing maybe you should have a chat with them we'll, i'll give you their what you know i'll pass their your whatsapp number to them or whatever else but we can make links but pay attention to what is in your heart pay attention to what god is saying to you because as a church god is saying to us i have given you everything that you need i've given you a history i've given you a staff and those who are able to stand with the staff and pray for god's kingdom to come i've given you those who can um, administrate and organize and do practical things to make sure that people are able to pray and those who are fighting have what they need and i've given you people able to fight who are passionate about talking about Jesus, passionate about teaching new believers, 
passionate about lovingly serving our community or challenging uh, injustice or safeguarding, stewarding our creation that God has put in our hands. And where you have that passion, follow it. <laughs> Give it airtime. Give it some space. Talk to God about what you could do, about how he's leading you forwards. Because as you do the things that God's gifted you to do, as you do the things he's called you to do, there is such joy. There is such joy in seeing God bring victories, in God, in seeing things change. So I'm preaching this looking out at Mount Pleasant. And I remember four years ago when it was just, it had all that waste earth dumped on it. And people from St. James, they went and they said, this is not right. And they fought the council and the council went, we're not doing anything. You need to form a group. And we now have the Friends of Mount Pleasant Open Space. And I can see the outdoor gym. I can see the flower beds. I can see the benches, things that have been put in because people from St. James have worked with people from our community and made a real difference. We see victory when we do the things that God has called us to do. So we are uh, having one more week on Exodus 17 next week. So I just invite you to use this time. Uh, by all means, give me a ring and say, wow, why are we doing the same reading three weeks running? But think, pray, ask God, what has he called you to do? Are you a Moses? Are you an Aaron or a Hur? Are you a Joshua? If you are a Joshua, which of those five marks makes your heart sing? And let's go and do what God is calling us to do. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you so much that you provide for us. You don't do things for us, but you give us what we need so that we can be part of your work, your mission here on earth. Would you give us grace to hear your voice this coming week? To feel which of those three figures is us? Are we Moses? Are we Aaron? Are we Joshua? What are you calling us to? What have you gifted us in? So that as your church, we might fight for you and see your victory in this place. We are this, ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. God bless and stay safe.